name is Naila Amar, and welcome back to the Woe Believer Podcast. I'm here with... Small Talk the Podcast. My name is Monye Smalls. And this is our first ever Woe Believer Small Talk collaboration. So if you guys don't know what Small Talk is, it's a podcast. It's a brand. You can follow Monye on all streaming platforms, wherever you get your podcast from. Um, small Talk on everything. All right. Without further ado... Without further ado, <laughs> um, we're going to hop straight into uh, today's episode. And today we are going to be talking about singleness and especially Christian singleness, believers in Christ singleness. Like, what should we be doing in this point and period in time other than trying to get into a relationship or trying uh, to get married? So um, without further ado, uh, let's pray. All right. God, we thank you for this day. We thank you for how you are in this space. We ask that as we have this conversation on today, that we would be able to rightly divide the word of truth concerning singleness and how we should be applying and always having you in our lives throughout our singleness. I pray that this conversation would help someone. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks so much for praying for us. You're welcome. Um, so what should one be doing when they are a single person? I I think that what you should be doing when you're single is having Jesus at the forefront of your mind. I think singleness can bring in distraction. So if while I'm single... What do you I'm mean by distraction? Distraction because... While you're while you're in a relationship, you have to not only worry about yourself, but also worry about your significant other or your partner. Okay. Um, so if I'm worried about me and all the 50, 11 things that I have to do on a daily basis, but also have to put in time and effort to be on FaceTime with you, plan dates and go out with you and do all of that, I'm not giving 100% of my time to me, but I'm sharing that time across the board so if you're sharing your distraction so okay so relationships distract you from taking care of yourself and taking you know and getting closer to christ some relationships i wouldn't say all relationships but it is better to be i would say it's better to be single though especially during um your younger years um so i'm 20 so i think at this time i'm an undergrad a junior in college right now I think right now is a good time for me to be focusing on myself to make sure that I complete the guidelines that I have put in my life, the goals that I want to accomplish first. I think it may be good for me to get that done first and then jump into a relationship. Fair enough. Fair enough. Definitely um, will say that being single in this point in period is not just like for young people. I honestly think that while you're single, the last thing on your mind should be getting into a relationship. Mm. Like, I believe this is your period and your point and your time to really connect with Christ on a different level, really develop that relationship with him. Um, Because I don't think you can develop a relationship with Christ or grow in Christ or grow at least where you want to be. If you're also trying to grow with someone else, I think. Okay. What? what was that? I'm hearing you. I'm hearing you. I want to make sure I hear the whole thing before I respond. Oh, okay, period. Um, I just believe that 
if you're in a relationship with someone who also is trying to get closer to Christ, I'm not saying that it can't ever be done, but I'm just saying that it's going to make your growth in Christ, especially if they know a little bit less than you or a little bit further back away from Christ and their growth um, and faith in you, it could be much more difficult Mm -hmm. um, to grow closer to God because there's this tension between you and that person who's also, they're trying to do the same thing as you, but it's just not as heavily or not as committed or they're not as committed um, to getting to where you are, or at least even if they are trying to get to where you are, you're trying to get further than where you are. Um, So they're playing catch up with you and you're trying to, you know, go for Christ. And now you find yourself stopping to wait Mm. uh, for them to catch up to you, for you to move forward instead of just going ahead and moving forward. That's why I wanted to hear you completely. Okay. Yeah, because I was in a relationship with someone who at one point, you know, this is back, this is back in the day. Um, oh, don't do that. Y'all, he just made a face. Uh-uh. Um, but back in the day, I mean, 2019, okay. it's 2023 right now. Okay. Uh, but I was in a relationship with someone who knew that I was a Christian, knew that I was chasing after Christ. And at this point in period of my life, in that 2019 period, I had just got back in good graces with God. I was like, I'm sold out. Like, I'm ready to chase after him. I finally received the thirst that I needed um, to start pursuing my relationship with him. And so I entered my relationship with Christ and I was on fire. And literally because of impatience, the first thing the enemy sent in at at that time, I didn't think it was the enemy, Mm -hmm. but the first person and not the person being the enemy but sometimes people are sent into your life sometimes by god sometimes by the enemy to either distract you or to move you forward but this person in particular was definitely um to distract me and they were like oh yeah i'm a christian too i want to grow my faith in christ and here i am i'm like yo same me too literally just got in good graces with god like yes we could do this together Mm. make a long story short if y'all both just got into good relationship with Christ or y'all both just started a relationship with Christ, it's giving no for me. It's not the right time. It's not the right time. It's not the right time. It's giving you are going to be stagnant because where were you when you first started your relationship with Christ? Or if you just started your relationship with Christ or have not started your relationship with Christ, what do you think right now? Like all of those ideas and thoughts or whatever struggles that you're dealing with that you haven't necessarily recovered from or matured. And if you are recovering from sin, still check out my recovering believer um, episode. I'll put the link in the bio or um, you guys can listen to it on whatever you're listening this on. Um, But if you're still in a position of recovery, you are going to be tested several times in that relationship. And if you were not strong enough to do it in your singleness, then having the weight of someone else who's also asking you, hey, you want to do this? Hey, you want to do that? And having to say no, 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 no may cause a friction between you. You're now choosing between them and God. And quite honestly, can I just be real? Be real. Quite honestly, I'm 100% sure that if you love this person sometimes Mm -hmm. 
most likely it's lust. But let's just say you love this person or you're infatuated with this person. You want to impress this person. Nine times out of ten, if you haven't recovered from that in your singleness, you are most definitely not going to be able to say no in your relationship. And you will find that you not being able to say no in your relationship will pull you further from Christ. You'll still feel loved. You'll still feel safe if you're in a relationship that makes you feel like that. And so it will not be jarring or you won't even realize that you are retracting from God um, because the sin that you're in or this lust of the flesh is gratifying or gratification enough for you. Um, So that whole I need to be, I need to find my wife or I need my husband to come. God send my husband. Like, just chill, you know. (laughs) Why are you laughing? No, I mean, I understand. I get it completely. I've always been the type of person that plans my life out. And so I have this time clock in my head of when I want to be married, of when I want to be engaged and all that stuff. And I'm finding out that it just may not work that way because God just may not have that in his will for me to go that route. Um, so I think it's better to be patient. Um, as we've been talking about, focus on your relationship with Christ. Build that up. Read your word. Pray. Seek his face daily. Um, and then he'll give you the desires of your heart. If you do what he asks you to do first, he can open up and be like, oh, this is what you want? I can give that to you. I can work on that because you've spent this time with me. Now I will allow you to spend some time with me, not leaving me. But I'll allow you to share some of that time as well, still having me in the center of that relationship. So you're a believer that God sends someone to you. I do believe that God sends someone to us. God has someone that he's already predestined for us to be with. I have to disagree. Why? I believe that it's better for Christians not to marry at all. Okay. Um, And I don't think that there is any pressure to get married, to get in a relationship. I believe that it is a Christian stereotype or something that has been for a really long time kind of posed that you should be married or you should be in a relationship or whatever the case may be Mm -hmm. because you're Christian and I think that we misconstrued that scripture be fruitful and multiply which is really talking about saving individuals and you know creating disciples of Christ and say oh well that's starting families and having children Mm. not necessarily um Your purpose for your life in Christ is not based if you're in a marriage or not. You can fulfill your purpose in Christ while being single. Wholeheartedly agree. Absolutely. So the fact that God has predestined us to be with someone, it doesn't align with the way that he's created us to work. Do I think that individuals are sent into our life for purposes? Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Can I limit God and say he can't do something? No. No, I can't. Mm. Can I sit here and say, God sent you to be my husband? Mm. No. (laughs) No. 
are you one of those people who are like, I, I, hear I believe God, God said to choose my wife? Well, no. No, 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 no. Because many people will come and do that. And like you said, we talked about distractions already. Some of them are distractions. If someone is telling you, let me just, let me just PSA. If someone says, you're my husband, you're my wife. God said, you're my husband, you're my wife. Nine times out of ten, not true. God, I don't believe. Well, I don't, nine times out of ten. Okay, ten times out of ten. No, I'm saying. Can you say ten out of ten though? Ten out of ten. God does. First of all, if if that was the case, God would have told me. Well, God would tell you when you're ready. Not yeah, right now. But I'm saying like, if you if if you are supposed oh, yeah. to be my my yeah, husband, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I'll know. We both would know. I don't know. Right. And so, if you're just coming out the blue saying, yeah, you my husband, you my wife, God told me, um, you sure about that? Because last time I checked, I didn't need to be married to fulfill my purpose in Christ. Mm -hmm. Um, so, I think you're, I think that's cap. That's what y'all say. I think that's cap. Could be cap. It's, that's cap, because... What? No, I think that you can be attracted to someone and want them to be your wife or husband. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. But to say that your attraction you to someone is based yeah. on you what you receive from the Holy Spirit, mm -hmm. no. Bruh. No. I Bruh. I absolutely let's 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 sit that in the bud now. As a Christian mm -hmm. community, y'all, please, as believers in Christ, please stop telling each other, <laughs> God told me you're my wife and you're my husband. And that's a very serious claim to make. Yeah. yeah. You know, instead of and projecting your feelings and saying it that it's God saying it, you just be bold and say, and we talk about singleness, but just side note, if you like someone, you just tell them that. Like, don't put God into it. Yeah. Hey, I like you. I find you attractive. You know, I want to be with you I, or whatever the case may be. Don't try to hide behind God in what your flesh actually wants. So, oh yeah. Again, nothing wrong with being attracted to other people. There's nothing wrong with, you know, wanting to date or being in a relationship, being married. Not wrong, not saying that. But I am saying don't make it seem like God is the one who is telling you go get married. When and it's I, you. Right, when, when it's, it's you. When it's you. You know you want to get married. You know you want to be in a relationship. Why do you want to get married? Why do you want to be in a relationship? Exactly. Is it for the right reasons? What are the right reasons? The right reasons to be married and in a relationship is I have a connection with you. Um, a deep connection. Not shallow. Not I want to have sexual intercourse with you. Right. <laughs> not I want somebody at the end of the night to come to no, but because I believe truly, and it's been revealed to me, not just I believe, that God has placed you in my life for me, and God has placed you in my life, right? I'm talking about helpmates. I'm talking about Adam and Eve, helpers for one. Well, let's get into that. Let's 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 get yeah. into that. Let's get yeah. in, let's get into let's get into Genesis and what actually is going on mm -hmm. when Eve is created or really when woman is created rather um and what went down between Adam and Eve did Adam straight up marry Eve did God give Eve to Adam for marriage 
Or was Eve created to be an aide, to be a support person just because Adam was by himself and it's not good for man to be alone? Let's get into it. Okay, well, let's go to Genesis 2 and 2 and 18, and I'll just read it for us. And the Lord said, the Lord God said, it is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helper comparable to him. Now, this is during the period where um, Adam is naming like all of the species and um, he's already warned Adam before making woman not to eat from the tree of uh, knowledge of good and evil. And so um, this is this decision to make a woman is the the trinity the holy spirit jesus god they they're coming together they're looking down on adam they're like all right let's make him uh let's make him a species that is comparable to him someone who's kind of like him someone who's gonna kind of like look like him Mm -hmm. um someone he can relate to right someone he can relate to someone he can talk to you know he's been talking to birds and lions and uh dolphins all day <laughs> let's get him to talk to uh another human, somebody like him you know come on. come on like let's 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 make him so that he can have conversation you know yeah. and that's and that's cool like there's nothing god it's okay for us to be in fellowship with one another the bible encourages us to fellowship with one another it's when yeah. we take those friendships and those fellowships to the next level that strikes that question is this am i attracted this to this person because of their anointing and their relationship with christ Mm. or am i attracted to this person because i believe i can do ministry and i can do what god has called me to do with this individual yeah like if i if i sell apples as a woman and you sell bananas as a man you know what let me pick a different fruit you sell you sell peaches Peaches, you sell peaches, I sell apples. Okay. All right. Together, we could probably have a supermarket, right? We could have the best apple peach store. You know, yeah. we would complement each other's ministry. Right. Um, that is different than, uh, and that's that's what we mean by marriage is ministry. Like my gifts and your gifts and the way that we do things together elevate God's kingdom. And so us being together. Right. Elevate elevate God's kingdom. But 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 I don't wanna get us too into (laughs) I don't wanna get us too into like the whole relationship thing because Mm -hmm. we are focused on singleness right now. But I do wanna bring up why it's important for you to develop the best relationship you can with Christ in your singleness. Yeah. Um and why it's okay if you are single and remain single and why um it is actually kind of preferred. And that's in um, in Corinthians when Paul is talking uh, to a group of individuals about marriage and about singleness. So yeah. I want us to um, just go there. I believe it's first Corinthians seven. You can read the whole you can read the whole thing, the mm-hmm. whole first Corinthians seven. Um, it's like giving a guideline on pretty much everything when it comes to like uh, married life, singleness, etc. But I really want to focus on um, a key scripture, which is verse 32, 1 Corinthians um, 7, verse 32. And it says, but I want you to be without care. He who is unmarried cares for things of the Lord, how he may please the Lord. 
Verse 33, but he who is married cares about things of the world and how he may please his wife. And, you know, vice versa, how if you're a married woman, how you could please your husband. And so what Paul is saying in this in this moment is if you are an unmarried person, Mm -hmm. the ministry and the calling of ministry and my relationship with the Lord, that is like literally the only obligation that I have right then. You know, I am only obligated to. God's will for my life. You know, he wants me to go to Indonesia tomorrow, bro. I don't have, do that. I don't have any other commitments other than to Christ. We can go up and do that. Yeah. But if you are in something else and even, even if you're dating someone, it's still kind of a little difficult for you to remain a hundred percent committed to what God wants you to do. Yeah. There are limits to, you as an individual in marriage it's not saying don't do what god wants you to do just because you're married but it is saying that it's much harder for you to commit to both jesus christ and to the fullness of your marriage and doing what you need to do in your marriage it's it can be it could be a rough thing especially if you are with someone who's unequally yoked mm-hmm. again i don't believe that god tells us who it is that we are supposed to marry. Um, Some people feel different and... That's okay. Yeah, you know, keep that ear out for Christ, you know, if you're led differently. Um, But some people are unequally married and it is going to be even 10 times harder um, for you to do what Christ wants you to do in a marriage where Christ is not a priority so as a single person in this point and period of your life being the best single believer you could possibly be if it's for you to get married great you will but in this period and point of your time i want to really encourage you not to fall into the trap of hashtag relationship goals mm-hmm. um into the trap of oh all my friends are getting married so i should get married too into the trap of I feel unproductive right now so maybe I'll start seeing someone into the trap of I want to have sex and here's another thing that Paul says he talks about when if you if you can have the will not to receive sexual gratification or if you're like you know what that's not that's not for me like I'm I'm not I mean that's not really appealing to me don't get married But he says, if you don't have self-control, if you're like, I can't, then I'd rather you get married and be able to than sin against God. Yeah. If that's you, but really, like, really be careful with that, though. If that's you, you're like, I just have to, like, then, okay, you know, please get married. Um, But if you... If, if the person wants to be with you because or you're you're trying to get into something because you want to experience something new or you don't want to quote unquote die a virgin or you don't want to um, like you, you want to be experienced, you want to experience something, the pride of life or whatever, then that's the wrong thing to that's the wrong way to enter into anything. And now we fall into kind of like the enemy's trap there where, oh, I have to be in a relationship. I have to get married because this is what I want instead of. I want to marry this person because my ministry and their ministry will elevate the kingdom of God. You know, it's a huge difference there. Um, yeah. Yeah, because I think what he's saying is, in that sense, 100% self-control. You have to have self-control. Because you have, if you have a flesh problem or a lust problem, as you're single, 
What makes you think that when you get married that that will change? All you're going to do is continue to look for these other things that you want. And also, having those multiple partners, having multiple different relationships, sexual relationships, you're always comparing mm. who you've been with, Yikes. who you've had, what they do good. What do they wow. do? Wow. Now I'm trying to make a super woman or a super man when that's not possible. <laughs> you have to get into the relationship for the right reason. I like what you're saying. Is my ministry and your ministry going to complement each other? Is it going to elevate and make Christ more pleased? Is it going to give more praise to Christ? And so he is saying it's better for you to just go ahead and get married than to be messing around with all these different women. Sure. Because then you're receiving fire into your bosom, right? You're, you're sinning against God. And so that's more damnation than just being single. But... Be single for as long as you can. And that's something that a lot of older people have said to me. Be single for as long as you can. Get to know yourself. Right now, you're in college. What makes you think that you're going to do Not any everybody better? that's listening to this is in college. Well, <laughs> in college, in high school, a 50-year-old man, it doesn't matter. But what makes you think that jumping into a relationship is going to benefit you when... You are your best project. Focusing on yourself is the best thing that you can do. Absolutely. So, yeah. Absolutely. 25 cents. I think that was more than 25 cents. Like, that definitely had to be at least 50 cents for sure. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I just wanted to elevate that point on marriages ministry by giving you all two examples of two individuals and how God views um, people whom are together and this includes we live in a generation where sex is so um, natural it's normalized like everybody's having like sexual partners and this that and a third uh, no one's waiting even in the Christian community it's still like a oh like you know it's whatever like we don't have to to even think about waiting until marriage is kind of like a whoa like what like that's so extreme but you guys really these two examples are going to show why it is quote-unquote so extreme like when you are involved with someone sexually as a single person or in a relationship or in a marriage you are thus making a covenant with one another underneath Christ. God created that for a specific purpose. How God views two people being together in this intimate way is a bond between not just you and that individual, but with Christ as well. And so we're going to start off in Genesis, Genesis 15, you guys. Um, Okay. Genesis 15 um, in number four, it says here, and behold, the word of the Lord came to him saying, and this is, this is uh, God talking to Abram, um, just Abram, him and Abram, keep that in mind. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him saying, this one shall not be your heir, but one who will come from your own body shall be your heir. All right, so we're talking about the promise of God to Mm -hmm. Abram saying that the descendants of the world would come from him, from his own body. Um, Maya, can Abram have kids? 
he's way past the age to have children. Well, I mean, like, way past the age. Way past the age, but can Abram himself... Well, physically, Physically cannot. cannot. He cannot. Right, physically... Abram cannot have children. So what does God mean when he says, we'll come from your own body? What does God mean? You tell me. <laughs> God's talking about both Abram and Sarah. But the one when flesh. you one flesh, right? When you are one, when you have made that covenant under Christ, when you have entered into that marriage and have commenced that marriage, God views you as one flesh. So although he's talking to Abram in this point in period, he is identifying Abram and Sarah. Yeah. So the blessings that Abram receives, also Sarah benefits. Well, what if it's the other way around? What if one partner does something wrong? Does the other partner also get something wrong, even if they didn't really do anything? Yes. Let's find out. Let's go to Acts 5. This is the point in period where uh, Peter is building his church. This is after um, the crucifixion and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And um, people are now, you know, converting over to quote-unquote Christianity um, and the belief in Jesus Christ's death and resurrection. And so in this period, two people come to join the church. It's Ananias and Sapphira. I hope I'm saying their names right. Mm -hmm. um, and this is an Acts... Sapphira, I think. Sapphira? Yeah, I think Sapphira. Okay. Acts 5, Ananias and um, Sapphira. This is not the Ananias that baptizes Paul. This is a different Ananias. Um, so Ananias, verse 5, hearing these words fell. Ooh, let's start with 4. Let me give you guys some context. Acts chapter 5 and verse 4. Right? Yes. Um, actually, let me give a little bit more context paraphrase because it's kind of long. Okay. So they come, join the church, um, and they have to give up all of their possessions when they join because in this church like they, everybody lives there they eat together like mm -hmm. every like everyone shares everything it's like a community mm -hmm. um and so they say yes like the husband yes like we've given all of our possessions they're like okay just go on come on in set up so they set up and everything they're living there now and then peter receives from the holy spirit that ananias has lied and did not give all of his possessions to join the church and so now we are at number four or number three but peter said ananias why has satan filled your heart to lie to the holy spirit and keep back part of the price of the land for yourself verse four while it remained was it not your own and after it was sold was it not in your own control why have you conceived the, these things in your heart this in this thing in your heart you have not lied to men, but to God. Verse 5, then Ananias, hearing these words, fell down and breathed his last. So great fear came upon all those who heard these things. All right, people came, took him out, buried him. Now we skip forward to verse 7. Now it was about three hours later when his wife came in, not knowing what had happened. She doesn't know what's going on. Then Peter answer to her tell me whether you sold the land for so much she said yes for so much so she's doing the same thing as her husband you know like husband like wife come on a marriage agreeable mm -hmm. i mean at least they on the same page 
the wrong page, but the same page. Not the same page. And that's what happens when you get into something with someone who doesn't have a strong relationship with Christ. Yeah. Um, then Peter answered to her, tell me. Okay, we went over that. Verse 9. Then Peter said to her, how is it that you have agreed together to test the spirit of the Lord? Look, the feet of those who have buried your husband are at the door. They will carry you out. Then immediately she fell down at his feet and breathed her last. And the young men came and found her dead, carrying her out, so forth, so on. So So my question is, what? why did they both die? Well, they both did lie. No, die. Why did they die? Why did they both die? Because they lied about the land. Mm-hmm. You know, was it sold for as much? And they, they lied and said it was, but it wasn't. So... Although the husband is the one who lied first, then he dies. Yes. Then they go to the wife. The wife doesn't know that her husband is dead, but she is one flesh. Both of them are one flesh. So they're on the same page. They have the same mind operating in the same spirit, essentially. It's the wrong spirit, but operating in the same spirit. Yes. And so then Paul questions her and now she dies. Yeah. So the death is tied to them both lying, but because they're one flesh. Yes. And they're both lying to the Holy Spirit. So they're lying to God. Um, So thus reaping the consequences from God. This also happens in the very beginning of time Mm -hmm. with two famous individuals. You already know, (laughs) Adam and Eve. Becomes one flesh in marriage. Later, it says him and his wife. At first, it didn't, but later down the line, it does. Um, one eats the apple, passes it on to the fruit. other. Oops, sorry, fruit. Mm-hmm. That is that is a Christian misconception. Mm-hmm. We don't know what fruit it was. It was fruit. It was just fruit. It was just fruit. Sorry. A piece of fruit. Um, and then passes it on to the other. Both of them reap the consequences. Right. Both of them get kicked out. So it doesn't matter who initiated it. Yep. It doesn't matter who started it or who did it first. It doesn't matter if y'all both participated or if one participates in it. Everybody gets the the end of the stick. Yeah. Because God sees Adam and Eve as one flesh. Because he sees Abram and Sarah as one flesh. Because he sees Ananias and Sapphira as one f- yeah. flesh. They all get the same results from God, whether that's positive or negative. or negative. When Jesus, I'm sorry, when God, well, same person, but when the Holy Spirit tells Noah or when God tells Noah to go ahead and leave or, you know, start building the boat, his whole family, whole family. gets on that wave too. That's right. His wife and him both get that message because they're one flesh. They both reap the benefits and the blessings. Mm-hmm. Um, you can go over it more and more and more and more. The Bible doesn't say much about Joseph, but the fact that Mary was the one that was blessed to be carrying the child, God looked out for Joseph and Mary, you know, just out of that whole like birthing central genocide etc with killing the babies they were both looked out for um so he does really view marriage as one flesh and he really does appreciate those that are working together to build the kingdom and if he blesses one then the other will be blessed he doesn't lead the other one out but if one does wrong then it's as if both of them are in on it together so yeah 
Yeah, it was a good overview and synopsis. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, cool. Well, y'all, um, that's pretty much all I have. Just a little overview. Please, if you're single, it's okay. Be content in your singleness. Mm-hmm. Learn in this period and point and position in your life to get to know Christ more than you know anyone else. Get to know also yourself. What do you like? What do you not like? And remember that this is going to be the only time if you are one that's like, okay, I want to get married. This is the only time where you do not have to compromise with another individual. It could literally just be you and God, whatever God says. If you're a woman, then in your marriage, you'll have to be submissive. You want to make sure that your relationship with Christ is on a level that can match who you want to attract. You want to be with someone who's one-on-one with Christ and who's hearing from the Holy Spirit and who's down with God, die hard with God, sold out to God. You need to be that. Same thing, vice versa. I don't know if you want to speak on that. Not about that, but before you ever decide about that, I mean, at the end of the day, God has what he wants for you. Doesn't have to be a spouse. It doesn't have to be a best friend. (laughs) God has a dog for you if you need a dog. If you need an emotional support animal, he has that for I you. I think he I think comparable to you. Comparable. We can we could say comparable. At the end of the day, God when God says it's not good for man to be alone, that's also talking about him. He wants to have a relationship with you. It's not good for you to be able to or to even want to figure out life on your own. You need somebody. You shouldn't be sitting in your thoughts alone, but you need somebody. And so don't get that misconstrued for, well, if God says it's not good for me to be alone and I'm a man, then I need to have a wife like now. (laughs) I'm 19 and I need a wife now. No, that's not what he's saying. That's not what he's saying. So pray about it. Consult him. Like, is this really what you want for me? Ask him for 10,000 signs. If that's what you need to be sure It's better to be sure than to just jump into something and that costs you your life. And that costs you eternal damnation. Like, don't do that. Just be sure. And while you're doing that, wait. Focus on you. Take yourself out on a date. Like, I don't do that much. But maybe I should spend more time with myself, loving myself. And if you don't love yourself... You can't love anybody else. And if you don't love God, you can't love yourself, and then you can't love anyone else. So focus on that relationship that you have with God, or that relationship that you want to have with God. Strengthen it. Get it better. And even when you feel like you've gotten to that place, you haven't. Yeah. Keep going even more. Yeah, 100%. You guys, like, literally start off season two, I thought I knew Mm -hmm. that... I could do certain things in prayer with Christ and then literally having the revelation just the beginning of this year, like, wait a second, I actually have more ways to go. Mm. Really just fall in love with falling in love with Christ. And as you're walking on that path towards Christ, if someone starts walking on that path toward like towards Christ right next to you, okay, great. If that person's walking next to you, but sometimes they're stopping and then they're walking again and like running and then they're stopping again, that's not someone that you want to be holding hands with. Mm. Um, you want to be ha- holding hands with someone who is walking alongside you mm-hmm. or 
pulling you up, but kind of, kind of, kind of crazy for that person though. Well, you just said holding hands with someone. I get what you mean, but I guess I see it a little bit different. You both should be holding the hands of God. Because if he should be the center of your relationship, while you all are connected, the reason why you're connected is because of God. We can't do anything without God. We live, we breathe, and we have our own being because of him. The connection. If you want a connection with someone else, and you want that connection to be good, be connected to God. Wow. Yeah. That was that was it. That, that's the end of the show, y'all. Um, let's go ahead and pray out. All right. <laughs> God, we thank you for this awesome insight. We thank you for Naila. We thank you for me. We thank you for what we're doing. We thank you for how you're going to continue to bless and keep us. Um, and I ask God that anyone that is dealing with being single, struggling with it, that you would continue to show them the benefits that you have for them when they are single. We ask these blessings in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. If you guys want more Will Believer content, feel free to holler at your girl Naila Amara on Instagram, or you can tweet us at Will Believer on Twitter. Be sure to check out our website at WillBeliever.com, and that's W-O-E, like woe in the Bible. Remember, we're here to rightly divide the truth. If you want to check out my friend here, Manye Small's um, podcast, Small Talk, uh, you can find it on all social, um, well, I I guess streaming platforms podcast streaming platforms um remember that i love you and god loves you too bye